Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, December 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Efren Jr., and today we pulled General Joy. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'm thrilled to be back. We are approaching the end of the year. I can't even, I cannot believe, I can't believe, I just said December 18th. I cannot believe it. I can't stomach it. I won't tolerate it. I simply won't tolerate it. Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm going to throw it to my conversation with Tom that I had last week, which was a really rocking good time. You'll hear it. But before I do that, I do want to say a couple things. I have an agenda. The first being, it's really, really difficult. I don't know if you know how difficult it is to come up with good quality new music this late in the year. Everyone is kind of, you know, it's like between Thanksgiving and Christmas. What are we, no one's doing anything. I've just been watching the Hunger Games. I read the Hunger Games. So I had this like desire to watch the prequel because I saw the trailer and it looked really good. I was like, but I know nothing about the Hunger Games. So I've got to read all of the books first and then watch the first set of movies so it's three books watch the first set of movies then go back and read the prequel book and then I can watch the prequel and this was a viable absolutely reasonable and this made sense to me this made sense to me I said it to somebody and they said why don't you just watch the prequel just watch the prequel I'm like I that's not how I operate I don't know ma'am if you know (laughs) ma'am that's not how I operate anyway let's just leave it at that so am I broken I guess that's what I want to know am I broken then my friend was like why don't you just start with the bible if you're looking for science fiction like start at the beginning of science fiction so that you can contextualize you know I would have started with Homer he said so I think I think he was making fun of me and I have to just accept it. I have to accept that the world will be making fun of me no matter what I do in this life. So I'm just going to do what I do, how I want to do it with gusto. Anyway, that's what I have to say. So New Music Monday today will be a collection and probably next week too, although next week will be Christmas on a Monday. New, do you hear that? Do you hear that drag racer? And I don't mean Gigi good. No, there was somebody drag racing on my window. Anyway, so this week I'm putting only songs that I loved from the year. Some of my favorite songs are going to be at this New Music Monday at the end of this episode. After my conversation with Tom Christofferson, who is wonderful. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a wonderful day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Well, General Joy, right? We sure did. Okay, thank God. That's what I was going to Hi. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hi, everyone. Distinguished listeners. How are we? Uh, we are good. We are going good. It's going good. Do you know that it was 109 degrees here yesterday, and I feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck? In the Fahrenheit? In the Fahrenheit. Is that real? Yeah, it was like 43 degrees Celsius here yesterday. That's horrifying. Yeah, I feel like a shimmery hallucination of myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you're usually shimmery anyway. You shimmer with a bright light as I see you. So I have silvery hair like Gandalf. So, yeah, <laughs> you do. You know, exactly. Tom lives in Australia, for those who don't know. G'day, bitch. Um, where in Australia? I live in Sydney. Might have heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. We've got a bloody opera house and a bit of a bridge over here. Oh, speaking of that opera house, have we talked about this? That they did a Casey Anthony play called Top Mom at the Sydney Opera House starring Kate Blanchett. I have, like, I just got chills on my triceps. Yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> yes. I left her in the back of the car, but I didn't <laughs> think I wanted to admit that to my boyfriend and friends. Yeah. I don't know that it was a musical, but... Oh, thank God. I, Can you Im- I was like, because I just assumed because of the opera house, I was like... Yeah. What what is the ballad at the end of the first act then? I don't know. Truly. It was directed by that guy who did that movie. Uh-huh. He directed it starring Sydney. No, starring Casey and no, starring Kate Blanchett. <laughs> but she starred as Nancy Grace. And it was about Nancy Grace's coverage of the whole Casey Anthony story. So that's what that play was. And I really wanted to go see it back then. How the fuck have I never heard of this? You know that I'm going into the deepest Google hole after this. Yes. And if any of my facts are wrong, I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm going to go with your version of everything yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know? We pulled General Joy today, which is very exciting because honestly, it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs off of The Beekeeper. What do you think? Well, you know, if we were able to include General Joy in the podcast because we wrote it. Oh, that- uh... <laughs> you got me. <laughs> gotcha, gal. You got me. Okay, this is this is what Tom's referencing. I was able to include General Joy in the record because I wrote it. She did write it, you know. Listen, we're stating facts today. Yeah. She's pod. spitting facts, exactly. Where's the lie? Where is it? I would recommend that everyone go and listen to that Baykeeper special, actually. Just on revisiting. Absolutely. It's like a second-year art lecture on DMT. Like, really... <laughs> We're just going to go through all the buzzwords. Like, do you not believe in the Magdalene? All the buzzwords. So good. What do you think about General Joy? I love General Joy. I was listening to it today in my car on my way home from baking cookies with my friend Maggie. And I was like, you know what? The thing that resonated with me the most is how lucky. There are people out there in my lifetime. I've noticed people out there have been in this thing called relationships. Some people have relationships with partners. And yeah, Mm. you know, I dabble every now and again. But sometimes these people end up with people that they love and like our soulmates with it is very apparent. Like my friend Saker met her husband in like when they were 18 or something, like even younger, I think. And they've been together forever. And Shay Stymac as well. And that's wonderful. So incredible. Yeah, like amazing. Lucky. But Tori Singh's General Joy, I know you don't love your bride. That doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Generally, you're friends, but she is not the love of your life. And that's okay. You know? It's got to be enough just at the minute. Yeah, because not everybody gets that, like, searing, all-encompassing soulmate love. And sometimes it's not about settling. It's fine. It's actually fine. Generally, you're friends, but she is not the love of your life. Can I ask you a question? Please. Okay. It's obvious, like, General Joy, masculine figure, but when I hear this song and when I see it in my mind's eye, I don't see him, I see her thoughts. Ooh. Like, I see the wife, I see the, like, females who might be attached to this General Joy, Mm. and I see it, like, sonically as, like, that story. And to, like, give that some context, because I feel like I can't get over hearing Theta Hamill in my head saying, it's the ultimate kind of joke that Tori hit 40 and then released a a modern contemporary album to troll us all you know what I mean um and then I think that 
all music post to Venus and Back can be divided into soundtrack of woman in a marriage, killing her husband, packing her life up and moving to Vegas or not. And I feel like General Joy definitely we've like put the body in a place where it won't be found we've packed the small humble suitcase with a satin inlay and we've like chucked it in the car and we're off kind of a vibe oh i love it i love it yes but then my friend also said general joy is about how the patriarchy have weaponized midlife breakdowns Mm. and i kind of was like Oh, I love that as well. I think all of the songs are about the patriarchy. Like, the patriarchy is embedded in all of them. Absolutely. But I love your take on this because I'm looking at these lines right here. To die, to perm, to change your hair or your wife. The possibilities are there. You could do anything. Exactly. And so it does seem to be from her perspective as the wife. But I want you to talk more about weaponizing middle age or midlife crisis. But let me tell you something too. I heard the idea that you're 50 years old and having a midlife crisis is a construct of capitalism because that says at 50 years old means that you are going to live to be 100. And most people don't. Most people live to be about 70. So your midlife crisis should be at 35. But they want you to keep working. They want to to normalize you working till you're 65. So that's all. Oh, that's so huge. No, patriarchy, I mean, hand in hand with capitalism, right? They're both like Mm -hmm. making out in the back and finger banging. Um, (laughs) There's so many like, yeah, there's modes of being. There's modes of, I love the modes of appearance, like the different hair kind of styles. I'm sorry, I can't get past the patriarchy and capitalism finger banging. Well, I mean, they are. They love it. Patriarchy is <laughs> pulling the hood back where she could taste heaven perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Keep exactly. going. No, modes of hair, modes of travel. It's kind of like with this like feminine in mind. But then I, yeah, I don't know. I just think like, I have nothing to back this up apart from just like the vibe that I get. And that's what I've decided that the song's about for me. But let's talk about the backing vocals in mm. the fucking chorus. And like, because obviously General Joy is such a beloved beekeeper banger, you know, mm. as we all know. It's like whenever we talk, I talk to anyone about the beekeeper, I'm like, what's your favorite beekeeper tracks? And they're always like the beekeeper in General Joy and like maybe another one. And Martha. There you go. Yeah. The DJ Matteo Sagare, <gasps> please. Who I'm seeing tonight. He's DJ Nerkuda at Precinct, and I'm going, yes. Please request. Yeah, I will. Oh my God. Do it for the gals. Yeah, Do it for I the will. gals. I will. Everybody's going to clear the dance floor. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I feel, I feel like this song is like about how the patriarchy has trapped all these men in these cages where they're forced to be these like emotionless animals and it's kind of like a self-fulfilling destiny of failure which is why I guess I focus more on the feminine aspects of this song because I'm like yeah I agree like the patriarchy's wrecked all men like a hundred percent but then I think about like this wife you know what I mean like this person that General Joy is with or whatever and I think her story is actually more interesting I don't know what do you think I love it. Yeah, I think her st- I mean, well, Tori's obviously battling the Tori, the performer. And I don't know if that's the song is I don't know that the song is about her. I think it's really sim- easy to like, assume that it's about her and Mark because of the husband yeah. and the wife references. But you know, this character is very clearly like forced to make a decision. I think when you said she's packing the suitcase, the valise up in the, and throwing in the trunk of the car and going to Vegas, I really think that's happening. Yeah. But there's also like a Hunger Games moment for me. Definitely. There's something violent. 
Yeah. Could it be the fates are protecting us from the hawks that have stolen the bird from the sky and then later from the men that have now assumed their name? So like mm. these birds have transformed into like there's no more birds in the sky. It's all just these like hawks to me are like, aren't they like military planes? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we've just said by boat, by train, by tram, by motorbus as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. These animals, these natural animals have all transmogrified into industry, into these like cold, emotionless modes of transport. What should we do about our day? What should we learn about our day today? <laughs> should we transmogrify? Well, you did some transmogrification with that uh, cookie recipe, from what I oh. hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. The stevia replacement. Yeah, my first cookie recipe today was really, really bad. It was my first batch. It was really mealy. It was very... I didn't have the sugar to... I didn't have the ratio right from sugar to stevia. You know, because she's a health queen. But now you're queen of stevia. Yeah. She's a health queen. But what does this mean? Does this mean that we just have to accept our age? I'm not comfortable I think with that. So. I'm, yeah, neither. I think maybe we have to assume that we are the soldier girl who is needed. You know what I mean? Like, we need to, in our everyday lives, become the soldier girl that we crave in others. We need to fulfill that within ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Tammy, mm-hmm. from like a Kylie Minogue Street Fighter moment, is mm-hmm. kind of the um, the visual that I've opted to go with in my mind's eye for this. Like a Lara Croft. Exactly. We need to weaponize our emotion. Like, we're talking about sorrow. We're talking about happiness. It matches her eyes when she cries. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. To me, it's talking about being fucking present in the moment. And is it about just being fucking honest with yourself once you've run out of fucking things that the patriarchy and or capitalism are telling you to do with your life at a certain point as well like i love that like reclaiming it so you that quote what's that quote it's a shame that youth is wasted on the young the youth is the most precious thing in life it is too bad it is wasted on the young yes it feels like when you're saying like we have to be that soldier girl and we have to like weaponize this idea that because we're the first generation of the first generation that had the internet right and so now we are existing on the internet having created the internet and all we see are young kids on the internet insulting me (laughs) i'm like shut (laughs) we made this platform it's us but weaponizing it or like being okay with it i don't know stepping into it and that's kind of an act of rebellion yeah yeah definitely not letting yourself like fall like fade away into yeah, the fade away into yeah the, yeah into the life that maybe you told yourself was how it was going to be when when you're in your 20s or or even younger perhaps like and it's also giving i love general joy because it's almost like i don't know if you've seen my therapist loves to show me this like scale of decision where it's like here's you at the beginning where you've just decided that things are fucked and then here's you where you're kind of predetermining that a change needs to happen here's you determining the change and then here's you enacting the change and then here's you living the change looking back and being like wow i changed a thing and i feel like general joy falls on that scale just before the decision making is about to happen i feel like general joy is a moment of letting the fucking water in feeling the despair feeling the sorrow feeling the joy and then maybe being like and now i fucking move on Oh, I love that. Like it's what it's the catalyst for the or it like makes it's her making the decision. Exactly. Where it's like, I am sad. There are moments of happiness. What next? It made me feel so sad when I because I always forget that this is really Tori's like my mom is dying album. Yeah, that's also true. You know, and that was when I went back and looked at the special again. I completely forgot that she contextualizes a lot of these songs with the fact that she's just like coming to terms with with the fact that her mom is really ill and that there's perhaps not a way that she can be saved as well. And Tori says, I'm not ready to let her go. And that's something that I discovered in this album. And I feel like 
that's kind of what general joy is touching on that thing where it's like it's hard to fucking do the next thing sometimes because it means casting all this sort of emotion and meaning aside that was so close to the core of who you were in the beginning if you like and then sort of like loving that and letting that go i feel like general joy is a big love you and i let you go i see that for sure the backing vocals, the way that the backing vocals fold into, like, because it matches her eyes when she cried, like, oh, vocally stunning and, like, very intricate and almost unbeekeepery in terms of, like, how those, like, it's almost hearkening back to a previous Tory backing vocal um, device almost. Like, it almost makes me feel nostalgia listening to her EVs on this song for some reason. You're accessing something for me when you talk about the backing vocals on mm. Matches Her Eyes When She Cries. I'm actually looking at these lyrics trying to understand. And I know you will always love sorrow. Is that why you gave her dress to happiness? Because it matches her eyes when she cries. So it matches happiness's eyes when happiness cries. So even in her happy moments, there's still like this undercurrent of sorrow. Right. Um, it reminds So a couple, I'm going to just be honest with you. I had a therapy session, you know. And I was like, you know, I think that this is just who I am. I feel like everything that I'm going through or have gone through, it's not like I'm going to be some rat. I've always valued the people, not valued them more, but I've always wanted to be the kind of person who's like, everything's cool. And everything's just like, no, but you know, it's just like, they seem so unbothered and they're just chill and so malleable. I've always wanted to be that kind of person. But then I said, we're not that girl. I'm not that girl. Like I'm going to be working through things forever. And in 10 years, I can't imagine there's gonna be some radical shift where I'm going to be a completely new person that's suddenly very cool and chill and laid back i don't think that i'm gonna be that so right this is just who i am and this character feels that i know you will always love sorrow even when you're happy and my therapist i'm gonna read this to you he texted me this quote which i think is relevant here surprisingly Mm. and it's in the final analysis we do not solve our problems for life is not a problem to be solved but an experiment to be lived it is enough to have suffered through into deeper and deeper meaning such meaning enriches and is its own reward we cannot avoid the swamplands of the soul but we may come to value them for what they can bring to us and that's from swamplands of the soul by james hollis but i love that and that feels like let's all sit with that holy shit is there a part of you that loves sorrow as an artist a hundred percent she's in the room with me right now like a hundred percent and and are we sisters because i'm definitely at a, a point in therapy as well where yeah my therapist the other day was like you know even when you're doing your best you're still quite an intense person and i was like <laughs> gag gag oh. like i was like oh, shit i'm bald but it's a hundred percent right that it's like at the end of the day what you're going to reach 45 and completely have a personality flip and stuff like no that's unrealistic it's like coming to terms with the fact that like this positive thing's going to probably always be attached to that negative thing but it's the connection and your relationship towards both those things that Mm -hmm. ultimately is you know the main takeaway and stuff that's so wise and it's And it's exactly what capitalism and the patriarchy can't fucking hold, right? Uh Because it's such a nuanced idea. It's not masculine. It's not feminine. It's not rich. It's not poor. It's not sparking economic opportunity. It is simply just a thing which has parts which are happy and sad that have, there's hysterical laughter, there's hysterical crying. And ultimately you're not going to fucking sit down and be like thank god i have like every vinyl of peaches in a you know first pressing at the end of the day when you're dying you're going to yeah. be like well i might well i also will <laughs> 
be pretty happy that I have those. Bury me with my vinyl. Please put father fucker on top. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but also it's about meaning. And that's what this song, this song is an epiphany, right? This yeah. song is like a slow burn epiphany of a couple or a general, uh, a general and his wife, his soldiers of just being like, this isn't perhaps how we're going to keep it going anymore. Ooh, I love it. I love your therapist. Oh my, I love my, I do love my therapist. He's really wonderful and we have a really great relationship. But there was something that had happened in my life a few weeks ago where a very toxic individual said some very mean things about me on the internet. And I brought that into therapy. I hate it. And I brought that into therapy. And then of course, we were talking about this and I said, well, this person is just toxic. And I feel like that's really what happened. And he's like, well, I want you to examine why you are met with these toxic individuals and see, you know, what you're bringing to the table in that. And so, all week I was like he called me a toxic person he said I'm toxic so I was he said you were a toxic magnet yeah (laughs) you're like great I'm Courtney Love fantastic Uh, true honestly and then I came into therapy I was like you know I've been sitting with you calling me a toxic person for the last week and I know that you didn't say that but that's how I heard it and he said I did not say that (laughs) but he's wonderful (laughs) anyway Timothy I love it when those moments of like well perhaps this is an opportunity to engage in accountability and you're like (laughs) well maybe it's not maybe no maybe not what do you mean by that (laughs) maybe they're just a shit fucking human what about yeah but yeah no it's so true and it's that thing it's like those people are going to keep coming it's that old adage you know they're just going to keep coming into your fucking grill until you can figure out a way to meet them with love or deal with them in a way or uh maybe i don't know it's like pre-spotting them on the horizon i also am met with people like that where i'm like girl well you might not be the best um uh, (laughs) you know what i'm saying i don't know sometimes you just yeah you just have to you just have to like take ownership of it accountability of it and then make the decision and then become the soldier girl fight through it you just gotta fight through it you gotta become your own soldier yeah. girl oh well tom christopherson everybody ladies and gentlemen gabies and babies i'm gonna pull an prism oracle card for you thank you so much I'm thank so you for being on never this. shut up this is the last time oh, i'm having guests oh, my, my final God. trot around the paddock i threw up in the car park um, <laughs> and stole a whole bunch of merch so oh just good, so good, good, good. Yeah. yeah just take the set you could just take the set <laughs> <laughs> that is so me by the way at the end of a drama production being yeah. like can i grab that neon sign that says fuck like <laughs> yeah. no one wants that yeah. right exactly can i grab the family portrait that we photoshopped and put in a frame oh ex- that was totally me really okay. but hey congratulations on never shut up Eve. This has been an incredible moment and an incredible body of work for you and possibly one of my favorite podcast experiences, both as listener and um, participant. Like you should feel fucking incredible and proud and all the the good mushy things, I think. Thank you so much. I feel like... um... Thank you for saying that. Thank you so much for saying that. When when yes, sir, other welcome. people tell me that, like when you t- when you say that, I hear it. I saw this meme, like when I hear the sound of my own voice, and it was a person throwing up, <laughs> and that's how I feel. <laughs> me, <laughs> yeah. But like, I it gave me such an opportunity. Like I don't know, it was like a an opportunity to like share. Mm. But this perhaps what we've done today is probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever done because I don't think we've ever, I don't think I've ever created. See, in a thousand episodes, I don't think I've ever once until just now created a space where we can just like chat about the song you know like oh, and, wow. and like the deeper meanings of the song i you know this to me felt like kind of a micro uh, drive all night so yeah i agree it kind of because i had like some things that i wanted to talk about and be like is it political and i completely we i felt us go off book in the most yeah. wonderful way me too it's been such a pleasure
It's because I'm relaxed. I have a Diet Coke. I've had some cookies. Listen, you are that relaxed girl. Yeah, I am she, and she is me. <laughs> You're going to be not surprised at all to know that the card that jumped out of the deck is love from the pink oh. family of cards. So my favorite let's color. Exam- oh, is it really? It is. Oh, my God. I love pink Skittles. Pink Skittles? You've never had pink Skittles? What flavor profile are we talking about? They are strawberry. Oh, yum. No, I've never had. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. Have you ever had? I'm going to send this to you. There is a, because I still have your Macy Rodman cassettes. Don't worry. I'm sending them. Uh Um, They have a bag of just reds. Like it's the reds, the pinks, the fuchsias. No, Oh, Amanda, American candy throws the fuck down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do. It's no surprise that we have the most gyms and fitness centers of any developed country. And we are the most obese. Oh, yeah. Baby USA. USA. Love. When the card, when this card arises, it's a sign to notice the love that exists in your life, whether it is romantic, platonic, or familial love, or even an intense interest. Where and how is love manifesting in your life? And how can you embrace it? And I think that she is embracing it with generally your friends, but she is not the love of your life. That doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I think she's accepting. And she does reference, at least in her body of work, like I'm thinking Dolphin Song. I know you yearn for your water spirit, your water girl, whatever. Yes. So good on her. So that's a love card. And then I have one 14,000 things to be happy about. And you just have to tell me when to stop. Okay, it's going to be right now, actually. Oh my God, right at the beginning. Okay, and then left or right. Okay. Uh, let's go left. Okay. I'm stroking my finger up and down the page. Okay. And no, it's not quite yet. I'm going to get paper burned. It's right now. Okay. Black pants. Yes. Yes. Whenever you're feeling sad, just put on a fresh pair of black pants, preferably tight. And you'll be but fine. But then is the TikTok fucking like every Gen Z are going to fucking read me for my middle part and skinny tight jeans oh because that's that's god. what I want to be wearing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. That's right. <laughs> they, that is right. You know what? I, I've been watching TikToks and I've been learning the like, I always learn the teen lingo because I'm no mm-hmm. one's going to pull anything over on me. You know, Riz. no one. Riz. Gat. You know what gat means? Have you heard of gat? Please, please tell me. It means like a big ass. It means like really big ass. And the kids will lie and say "gat" means get your act together, miss. But it (laughs) doesn't. It means a big ass. And there is a level one gat and a level two gat and a level three gat and a level four gat and a level five gat. So I'm working with level five gat. Yeah. 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 3.5. Oh my God! Um, I did send your charcoal drawing to Macy. Robert. Yeah, it's a it's a watercolor study. Oh, it's a water. What the fuck? Are you serious? It's a watercolor study with pencil on it. Yeah, get into that, Tay. It's a work on. Are paper. you serious? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna post this today. This is this drawing Tom did of Toriamus suckling a piglet. I've never seen mm. such a thing, and I thought it was charcoal. That's beautiful. Thank you. It's a watercolor study, so it's just literally black watercolor paint on paper with white pencil on top. Oh my God. Yeah, they get into the mixed media of it all. Holy shit. Well, I now, I mean, I've always had a copy, and now Macy Rodman has her copy that you sent to her and got sent back to you. <laughs> that is so, so exciting, that Macy. And you have my art. Like, it's an absolute It's a beautiful picture. I think everybody should buy it. Where do you sell it? So if people want to grab a print, just please 
anyway, come and say hello to me anyway. I'm on Instagram at underscore Tomopoly, which is my name if I was a board game, T-O-M-O-P-O-L-Y. Um, <laughs> and just say, hey, I found you from Never Shut Up and I want a fucking Toriyama's print. I'll make you one. I'm serious. This print is incredible. Why don't you sell them on Etsy? Or not Etsy, Redbubble or something. Yeah. They're on sure. Redbubble. So, um, but I, if, if you want a really nice copy, um, Redbubble are nice and they have like archival stuff, but I can make a nicer print with um, gallery quality archival paper oh, and right. stuff like that and I can sign it and give you a certificate of authenticity. <sighs> but that being said, if you're in a price range where 15 to 20 bucks is what you're after, grab a t-shirt because the image is on a t-shirt and stuff like that. Oh, um, it's been blessed by Tori herself. Like she signed it and was like you're very good and looked deep into my soul and it was fucking incredible and immense. Um, but yeah, please just hit me up on Instagram or Redbubble, Tom Christofferson creates. My name is spelled Christopher with S-E-N on the end. And yeah, go and grab one, please. I would love that. Grab one immediately, please. They're very, very good. Honestly, it's really difficult. Like I'm looking at my wall. I have a Toriumus like gallery wall. I love your Tori wall. Oh my God. It's amazing. And the only like the, so you're bold enough to do her face and you got the face mm -hmm. exactly right like not everyone can do that you know and okay. reggie i have so many reggie doherty um costume oh, sketches incredible. On my wall, and he does like an impressionistic version of her face which is also yes. but you have like photorealistic detail on yours so good job Good job. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. you know, so not everyone can get the jaw right. Not everyone gets the like upper lip right. You know, you know. There's some fucking incredible foreshortening happening in that image, which we all know of her breastfeeding the pig from Pele looking out the window. She's kind of tilting her head up toward mm -hmm. the light mm -hmm. and you're getting kind of like a three quarter twist on the jaw, which mm -hmm. listen, that's like, that's quite a high technical difficulty trying to not make it look like she's burning. Oh yeah. And she looks so at peace. Oh my God. She loves it. Tom, okay, well, thank you for being on Never Shut Up one more time. Everybody, don't worry. Rose will be back in the new year, and she's going to be, she has her own take on the show, and she's going to be amazing. I can't wait to listen. Rose is amazing. And thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I would have you again and again. And, you know, I was talking to Maggie, because I was like, we were cooking. I was like, I have to go, because I, I have to interview Tom. And she said, like, what's happening? I was like, I told you I'm, I'm ending my run on Never Shut Up. And she's like, well, you're still doing Mondays. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> she just looked at me like I was being dramatic. <laughs> And you're like, listen, it's still, listen, it's a change. I know, I'm like, this is an excuse to have all my favorite people on the show again, so. Oh, it's been so good. I've loved listening to everyone. It's been like the end of the labyrinth when she turns around and all the goblins are in her bedroom and it's just <laughs> a big party. It's very that vibe and I fucking love it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen Labyrinth. Um, okay, I think it's your homework. Like I, okay, I want okay. to see the letterbox. Okay, I can How many that. stars we're going to be giving it on the stories. Oh, in the, okay, in so the you'll be checking in. Week. You'll be checking in. I will be. Okay, yeah, I will. I, I want to know about David Bowie's penis in the um in the equestrian tights. I want to know about Jennifer Connelly's three quarter pants. David Bowie's huge pendulous cock in Labyrinth <laughs> is, I think, what made me gay. Really? Speaking of huge yeah, pendulous cocks, can we talk about yeah, this real quick? Please. Have you seen the movie Made December? No, but I just watched the trailer and I am so fucking ready the way that that yes. guy who's the actor's name that plays the love interest like the husband or whatever oh i don't know his name i should look it up but i don't know his name okay everyone playing at home if you haven't seen the trailer go and watch it there's a part it's obviously about julianne more fucking a kid and then yeah. marrying him and natalie portman playing her in a film there's a scene where he and have you seen the film yeah okay so when he's like in the doorway crying and oh, yeah. being like, oh, fuck. So he does this like incredible, like I'm in a man's body, but crying like a little boy. Like, mm. oh, so fucking gross and intense. Do you know, but do you know what this is about? Do you know what the movie's about? Do you know the case? 
Yeah, I do know yeah. it's based on that teacher, right? Yeah, Mary Kay Letourneau and her, yeah. and her uh, I can't even say relationship, her like brainwashing a child, Lily Falau. But Absolutely. more important than that. I mean, that is super important. And they both sort of nail the person that they're playing eerily well. But mm. at one point, and this is a spoiler, a small spoiler, not a big spoiler. In the movie, Natalie Portman has sex with the male <gasps> love interest. They have sex, right? And oh that's the spoiler. That's all the spoilers. And he's like yeah. late. And they, the way that it's shot from above in the living room and they're on the ground mm. and she's like on her back and her legs are like spread open and he's naked mm. and he's like between her legs. And mm. normally what happens in Hollywood, they wear a mm. cock sock. You know, you put a cock sock on your cock. Of it's course. a little sock on your you, cock that so your genitals are sock. Yeah, That's right. well, he stands up. He's like, oh, let me get a towel. And he stands up and his fully hard, enormous penis comes with him. Now, is it a pr- now boogie? Now, okay, now, 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 I'm now, the brakes. now. is it boogie night? <laughs> that, can we can we attest that this is his penis or is it a prosthetic? Like, what, are we allowed to show in the year our Lord 2023 <laughs> uh, an actual erect cock in a Hollywood film? I thought this must be a prosthetic. This must be something, something. But then I realized it's directed by Todd Haynes. Who so it's definitely the it's cock. Definitely. I feel like it's, I've got confirmation from Maggie <laughs> that she sees what I see. Uh, yeah, do you okay. see what I see? Because it's the holidays. So you have to watch it for, if, for no other reason to confirm or deny that part. But yeah. Anyway, watch it. That's just gone from like maybe mid-list. Like it's just jumped the boy and the heron. Like that's gone straight to number <laughs> right one. Up. Right up. Right up. Um, there. What are you hoping for Christmas this year? And I just wanted to tell you that if I were a board game, I'd be Yahtzee. But anyway, go ahead. What do you want for Touché. Christmas? So. I just want art supplies and to suck a big dick. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm so happy with speaking you know, of giant erect penises. We want, we want so little. We want so exactly. Little. I'm starting a new portrait for my entry for the Archibald Prize, which is quite a big, famous portrait prize in Sydney, um, which is at the New South Wales Art Gallery. So everyone fucking put some good energy out into the universe for me because I'm basically just going to spend my entire holiday break painting this portrait of one of my favourite people who is the guitarist from one of my favourite Australian grunge bands, Magic what Dirt. Band? Magic Dirt, baby. And oh. recommendation, if you want to get out there and listen to the quintessential Australia's answer to, and this is a broad stroke, but the Pixies, like um, Magic Dirt, they're an Australian four-piece grunge act who make, have like skewed every single genre from pop to complete noise rock. The lead singer, her name is Adelita, spelled A-D-A-L-I-T-A. She's a witch. She is a fucking incredible animal activist and she's a solo artist. And a lot of Australian gays, days who love Tori also love Adelita in uh, myself being one of those people in the same sort of proximity and to the same sort of weight. So um, go out there. And my recommendation is to just, after listening to General Joy, go and listen to Hot Air by Adelita. It's my favorite song fucking ever. Yeah. So she was in a band called Magic Dirt and I'm going to paint the guitarist. And that's all I want for Christmas. I just want to talk to my friends and my families and just chill out and jerk off and eat heaps of food and be small and watch a bunch of stuff. What do you wish for? What do I want for Christmas? (laughs) Tell me right now. Um, You know, you have such an ease about everything, but like I have such a problem just coming out and saying that. I went to the Devendra Panhart concert the other day and he's this a married man who's like, you know, he's flirting around with his queer identity fine, but it felt kind of gay baity, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why does this straight white passing man have such access to femininity and like sexuality where I feel 
Like I don't have access to it in the same way. So yes, I would like to have a lot of good sex and also eat a lot of cookies. You've already like secured half the bag for that. Like the cookies are on the way. We just need to focus on the sex now. That's true. I have to tell you a story about that in particular, please. but we'll, off, we'll do it off air. <laughs> That's okay, private. We'll take that offline. We'll take that offline. Please. Private. Everybody follow Tom and also what's your Patreon because we did an episode of Tom's podcast, Art Stars. Tom had me on the show. I was a guest. I know. Um, it was so good. Plug it. Plug it. So please come and support me at patreon.com forward slash Tom Christofferson. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-S-E-N. Don't put O-N, put E-N. Otherwise, E-N. it's not Danish and viking enough. Um, <laughs> I have erotic art, exclusives, a podcast called Art Stars, of which Efren Shunya Megastar is the inaugural uh, podcast episode number one guest. Mm. Please don't miss it. We had such a good talk about Tori and, and this podcast and all your fantastic work and things. I love doing that episode. That was It was a really good talk about Tori. I really enjoyed it. So it was everybody so follow good. Tom's Patreon, yes, support please. him. What's the price level for that interview? So $5 Australian, which I believe is like what? One of your shiny 50 cent pieces in America <laughs> will grant you access for... <laughs> Uh, one month and I post every week so you'll get an exclusive whether it's an art thing a photo set my nudes something every week and then I have a monthly podcast so it's five dollars a month but if you jump to and that's Australian so I think that's like two dollars American if you jump to the twenty five dollar Australian uh, which is like what two dollars American um, around there um, I'll send you a uh, exclusive print in the mail every month oh my god so please get in touch um jump in and support me uh it's six month anniversary of my patreon today so um come and help me grow my child please yes and support art and support artists and build your home gallery of tom christopherson's work thank you very much for being on the never shut up show thank you for having me Eve. merry christmas and we'll hopefully talk again soon yeah merry christmas everyone yes please i love you so much thank you so much for having me okay i love you too bye okay bye bye Did things my own way, made up my own rules Took off a Sunday and sold all your jewels Moved into your house, you said can you move I said I'm going, I'm going nowhere
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. <laughs>